trends, and innovations. It's the place you want to be, and it's free. So, where to? I love this song. I love nachos. Loving everything? You might be buzzed. You know what I love? A room life insurance. For your free quote, go to selectquote.com. That's selectquote.com. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. This is where Montana Talks. All right, I've got the details on all eight of these bills. These are the initial top eight Republican priority bills that are headed to the governor's desk, including over $1 billion in tax relief. I'll share more details uh, with you here later in the hour. Uh, but uh, great to have Speaker of the House Matt Regeer with us on the phone lines. Sometimes, usually he'll join us till about 35 after, and we'll take a bunch of your phone calls as well. But uh, Mr. Speaker, as I understand it, a very busy day on the floor today, so uh, we'll just get a quick update from you uh, this morning instead. Uh, what's the big update you want to deliver to folks across Montana, in addition to the tax relief? Yeah, in addition to that, right now you said we are at uh, Transmittal, which is half time, so there's deadlines for bills. If they don't get transmitted from one chamber to the next, then then they'll end up dying. So right now we're on, uh, and it happens this way, the session we have here Friday, tomorrow the deadline. So we'll have a few days here where we just pack it in um, on bills um, and just hit on the floor for all day long. And so right now they're debating bills. And so I can't stay too terrible long, but uh, a, a great bill that just passed uh, just 10 minutes ago uh, was great. The representative Greg Kmetz out of Miles City at House Bill 744 that just states that students uh, in schools can engage in religious conversation and the schools can't shut that down. Um, and it's not, uh, and even Representative Kmetz, you know, this is, he had people asking, well, is this a Christian bill? And he said, no, this is about any religion that you should be able free to speak your religion. In fact, he said, even though you're in a, a public school setting, it was a great bill that just came off the floor. Um, but that's that's where we're at now. We're uh, we're cruising. We've got a lot of bills, but I think we're going to get all the work done that that we've got to have done by tomorrow. Yeah, you, you made a great point because uh, the the voters, the people of Montana, elected a Republican supermajority. Legislative Democrats uh, haven't really promoted much of an agenda of their own. Instead, they're just trying to stop any of the progress that you're trying to deliver. And yeah, their whole argument: oh, whoa, slow down, uh, slow down. The legislature has 90 days to get the work of the people done. They only meet every other year, so uh, so they've got to get the job done. They've got to deliver for the people of Montana. That's what the voters are demanding yeah exactly and it's not and just uh not we're not just going on offense here we're still playing some defense too of uh montana voters sent a super majority here to get things done but also to stop some of the bad stuff of we had a, a bill earlier that all out uh abortion uh access i mean it, it, abortion inducing drugs to elementary school that was the exact wording and that stuff uh uh, did not make it through the Republican-controlled committee. Uh, you had carbon tax that was going to just kill small business. That was tabled. You had a bill to ban styrofoam uh, from a Democrat sponsor. It's uh, a lot of bad stuff that uh, is sitting on the table in committee and will not come out. So um, as as uh, as elected uh, people in Montana elected us to go on offense as the Republican majority, and we're doing that as well as uh, keeping that bad stuff away from uh, taking society a step backwards. 
Yeah, you got to laugh sometimes. It's these uh, these Missoula or or Bozeman Democrats in particular. They 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 look to California for their bad ideas. And I remember, you know, they wanted to ban plastic grocery bags. They wanted to uh, mandate uh, paper straws. I had to use one of those paper straws in Vegas, and the thing turned to mush in about fifteen <laughs> seconds. And it's like that's what legislative Democrats have been trying to force on Montanans. How about you stop going to California for your bad ideas? You know, you got to drink fast with those straws for sure. That's what I don't. Uh, a lot of these, I mean, the defund the police. It's like it's out of touch with what where society is. Even even left of center, it uh, that does law and order uh, is something that is overwhelmingly something that people want. And when you get a, uh, a political party that is. Is going that direction. It, uh, I, I'm glad that, the, that we're here to put the brakes on it. Wait, law and order. Lori Lightfoot says that the reason she lost her mayoral race in Chicago is because she's black and because she's gay, not because the people of Chicago actually want some law and order. Right. Nothing to do with the crime rate, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of, uh, you know, uh, stopping the bad things, I understand one of the debates that's happening right now or will soon be taking place on the floor of the state house is taxpayer funded abortions. Yes, that is uh, coming up here in probably just a, a few minutes. Um, currently, as we sit uh, with the Armstrong decision here in Montana, it's kind of Montana's Roe versus Wade uh, that uh, all abortion up to viability has to be uh, granted. So all the Medicaid uh, coverage has to cover abortion. And because of the Hyde Amendment, the federal said we're not going to pay. So even even our federal government has said we're not going to pay for uh, pay for these medically necessary abortions. That's outside of the Hyde Amendment. So uh, as we sit right now, Montana funds uh, with 100% state tax dollars funds Medicaid uh, abortions. And it has in the past just been one box on on one page sheet that the doctor checks and says, "Yep, uh, it was medically necessary," with no explanation, no backstory, uh, no health records, and 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 that needs to stop. And that's what this bill um, uh, will do. It, uh, it will provide more transparency. So, uh, you know, until we deal with that court decision, the state taxpayers need to know, uh, why they're funding all these uh, medically necessary quote unquote abortions. All right. Speaker of the House, Regeer, great to have you on the show. Thanks for, uh, for the update. I know you've got to run, get back to the important floor action here. So we appreciate your valuable time this morning. Thanks a bunch, Aaron. Sure appreciate it. All right. Uh, yeah, well, uh, the big tax relief, the two big tax relief measures are the one-time only income tax rebates. Uh, individuals will receive up to a $1,250 tax rebate. Joint filers will receive up to $2,500. And on the property tax rebates, you could see a total of $1,000 per house. Don't wait. Get your gold information kit absolutely free. Call 800-200-2079. 800-200-2079. Did you receive a call or message that mentioned Social Security and demanded immediate action? Did the caller know your social security number or other personal information and tell you that your social security number had been used in connection with the crime? Did you feel worried that your social security number might be suspended, your bank account might be frozen or seized, or you could be arrested? That is not the Social Security Administration. Social Security will not threaten you, demand your personal information, or instant payment, email or text you pictures or documents, or use a real government official's name to gain your trust. 
Social Security does not accept payments by gift card, prepaid debit card, internet currency, or by mailing cash. Criminals use these forms of payment because they are hard to trace. Do not be fooled. Hang up. Ignore them. Report this criminal activity to the Social Security. Find out more right now at MyLocalCustomers.com. Sign up now and receive $500 in free advertising. Go to MyLocalCustomers.com and get started today. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, lots to talk about this morning here on Montana Talks. Uh, Jeff Lasloffy with the Montana Family Foundation also has a great legislative update today. You know, looking at, hey, how many bills are still left in the hopper? What does this whole transmittal deadline mean? How soon could uh, the legislature break? You know, they've got a transmittal deadline of tomorrow night, but according to Jeff Lasloffy, the state Senate could wrap up later tonight and the state House could wrap up uh, tomorrow morning. Anyway, I'll play that uh, legislative update for you here in just a second. But uh, since the Speaker of the House had to run, that means the phone lines are open for you. Anything and everything you want to talk about here on Montana Talks, give us a ring, 294-0970. First up on the phone lines, we've got Cliff in Kalispell listening to KJJR. Cliff, how you doing? Great, and thanks for taking my call. Yeah, what's going on? Okay. Up here in the Kalispell Valley, we got Little League uh, basketball, you know, fifth and sixth graders. Well, the other night, uh, it was clearly a young boy playing on the girls' team, and uh, our school played them earlier this year, and we won by one point. But my point is, I brought that up to our administrator, and I guess his mother, his mother called. Go ahead. No, you're going. Go, yeah, go ahead. He identified himself as a, a girl. Well, he, he, he looks like a boy. He's got short hair, and he's a good athlete. He's a good ball player. I just, with my limited computer skills, I tried to find the ruling in the Montana High School Activities Association rules. They address it, but they don't really define what the parameters are. Just to come out and say, well, this week I'm going to, identify myself as a girl and be on the girls basketball team if i'm a boy i wondered if you had any insight to that aaron no good question i mean as as far as i understand it right now no that uh, boys play in boys sports girls play in girls sports and you know there if there's co-ed sports then okay yeah boys and girls play on the team but as as, as far as uh, we understand it in montana no uh uh, th- this whole nonsense about taking away opportunities from from girls' sports uh, should not be happening. Now I know the legislature is working to uh, to codify that, but uh, uh, yeah, it was interesting when when we uh, had the uh, the head of the Montana High School Association on a while back. That topic came up, and you could tell they they did not want to answer that question because of the political pressure with with regard to this radical transgender agenda that's going on uh, right now. Uh, this is exactly why the the legislature, I think, uh, needs to and will speak out very. clearly clearly. Uh, And this is also why, for example, uh, you know, last week, uh, Jeff Lasloffy with the Montana Family Foundation was talking about, you know, this this bill that would that would define sex 
uh, versus gender. Because remember, you've got you've got these liberal judges here in Montana that that are are playing games with this stuff. And, you know, the state of Montana says, hey, you can't just willy nilly change your birth certificate, because here's the thing. If if somebody can willy nilly change their birth certificate, well, then they can go to the school and say, oh, no, no, uh, I'm a female. uh, And so I get to play on the women's team or I get to run on the women's sports team. And so a biological male can then take away an opportunity from a young lady on a sports team. And so. And, and so that's why it's important that these things are defined in state law, because what the radical left is doing right now is they're looking for any way, uh, any way behind the scenes uh, that they can take away these opportunities uh, for women's sports and for girls sports uh, here. Uh, and, and it's about more than just sports, as we all know as well. Cliff, thanks for the call. Uh, great to hear from you. Maybe uh, one of our listeners can uh, shed some more light on that at the, at the elementary school level as well. Two nine four zero nine seventy. I want to talk more about these tax relief bills uh, that that uh, just passed the state legislature yesterday and will be headed to the governor's desk. But first, Jeff Lazlovy of the Montana Family Foundation tells us the marathon continues. As the Montana House and Senate enter their second day of marathon floor sessions, the deadline for transmittal is now just one day away, and any general bill that began in one house but failed to transmit to the other automatically dies. That means tomorrow, when the clock strikes midnight, literally hundreds of bills will meet their demise, and to the vast majority of them, we say good riddance. Gone are the bills that were introduced to make a political statement or bills that reflect the minority party's views on taxation, spending, and social policy. The deadline kills not just the bills that were introduced but failed to clear one house or the other, but in a very real sense, it kills the prospect of legislators being able to introduce any new bills. Of the 4,621 bill titles that were reserved, only 1,400 of them were drafted into actual bills. That's not to say that there won't be more. Legislators still have time to introduce bills dealing with revenue or spending, but the window's closing on those bills as well. In the 2021 session, 3,336 bill titles were reserved, and of those, 1,300 were actually introduced, so we're slightly ahead of last session. One of the best things about the mass die-off of the bills at Transmittal is that it clears the decks and gives us a better view of the battleground going forward. At this point, the Montana Family Foundation has testified on over 40 bills, and on at least 30 of those as proponents. All of those roughly 10 that we work to kill will fail to make transmittal, so our workload just dropped by 25%. To be honest, this session has been less stressful than past sessions. In 2005, Democrats controlled the Senate and the Governor's office, and the House was tied. In that session, we killed some very bad bills by only one vote. It was incredibly stressful, to say the least. Now, with conservative supermajorities, the list of very bad bills is smaller to begin with, and those that do exist stand almost no chance of passing, which frees us up to concentrate on the good bills that need a push. It's important to remember that although Republicans have big majorities in both houses, those are numerical majorities, not philosophical majorities. There's a group of Republicans in each house that would probably be more comfortable in the Democrat caucus, and we have to work hard to get their votes. Some of them control key committees, so they can't be ignored. It is worth noting that we track all of the votes on social conservative bills, and at the end of each legislative session, we publish a legislative scorecard so that voters can see how their representatives voted on those bills most important to them. Sometimes the results are shocking. 
In the past, we've even had Democrats that scored higher than Republicans. In the last election cycle, we had two Republican primaries that pitted incumbents or former legislators against each other. In both cases, one candidate scored 60% on our scorecard, and the other had a score of 100%. Needless to say, we supported those candidates with 100%, and in both cases, the lower-scoring legislator lost by a wide margin. Proof positive that voters do pay attention to voting records, and informed voters make wise choices. So, back to today's floor action. If everything goes according to schedule, the Senate might wrap up tonight, and the House is scheduled to finish up tomorrow morning. Then, everyone, legislators, lobbyists, and staff, will take a week off for some much-needed rest. For the Montana Family Foundation, this is Jeff Lasloffy reminding you that this government is your government, and your input does make a difference. Contact the Montana Family Foundation at 406-628-1141 or on the web at montanafamily.org. All right, great information there from Jeff Lazloffy. Thanks uh, to him for sharing that with us uh, here this morning once again as well. Yeah, uh, very solid info. Uh, I, I had to kind of laugh when he said, hey, they're going to get a week off. They're going to get some much-needed rest. Uh, well, I'll bet you some of these lawmakers, uh, now's the time when we get to really bend their ear, when we get to really twist their arm, uh, because they'll be back home. They'll be back in their districts. And uh, and likewise, hey, for, for all those lawmakers, that have been tied up in committee hearings and tied up in floor debates. Well, now they'll be freed up to join us on the show, call in and talk about everything that's been happening over the past uh, couple of months and then what's and what they're going to be focused on in the second half as well. Phone lines are open for you right now, 294-0970. Uh, let's see. Let's go to John in Anaconda uh, listening to KXTL. What's going on, John? Good morning and thank you. I was at a teach, teacher principal meeting for my seven year old first grade grandson, and uh, I don't want him to go on the medication, but he's fallen behind, so we're going to help with the reading. But they told me if we hold the child back one year, he cannot participate in school sports, probably because he would be a year older and that, than the other males, and that would be unfair. Well, how fair is it for the male to play on the girls? Hmm. Well, like, uh, so I, I know, like, in, in some states, maybe maybe across the country, but like, let's say you had middle school, a football league, right? I think this even happens here in Montana, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. So you, you might have... You might have a boy who's the same age as the other boys, you know, because kids go through, you know, they develop at different times. And, uh, man, some kids are, are monsters as eighth graders already. I got one friend. He's a firefighter. His kid's a beast. Uh, and he, he would he would be okay with me describing him in this way because he's like, this kid's at the gym and he's uh, benching more than you and I combined. Well, you know, they, they have protections in place to say, okay, hey, this kid's too big to play on – in this league, because another kid could get hurt, right? If you got a massive kid tackling some tiny kid in football, it could have devastating consequences. Yeah, so if we can make those kind of decisions, even when, you know, boys versus boys are playing a sport, it also seems natural to where you would say, hey, we can't have biological males playing against the females, taking away the opportunities from the females. But this, this agenda has gotten so radical, and they're trying to push this agenda at every turn that that's where they're headed. They've, they're, they're like the horse in the parade with the blinders up on the sides. Yes. And when I mentioned that to the principal and the teacher, 
oh boy, it was, you know, we're not going to talk about that. The meeting was over. <laughs> so, hmm. yeah, yeah, it's a tough, tough spot we're all in. It, it is. It I is. appreciate you taking my call. All right. Hey, great to hear from you. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for listening in Anaconda. Uh, we'll get to Brian and Bozeman next up on the phone lines. Plus, I'll uh, go over more of the uh, uh, top eight priority bills that are headed uh, to the governor's desk. Uh, More details right after this. Plus, okay, tax relief is coming. Well, will you get a check? How how will you get these rebates? I got a little bit of, of information on that front. Hey, Dad, your prescription will be ready in just a minute. Hey, Dad, your laundry will be ready in just a minute. Dad, your lunch will be ready in just a minute. Hey, honey. Why don't you take a minute? When you help care for a loved one, you give them as much time as you can, making sure they're safe and comfortable. But it's just as important that you take some time for yourself. At AARP, we can help with information and useful tips on how you can maintain a healthy life balance, care for your own physical and mental well-being, and manage the challenges of caring for a loved one. Because the better care you take of yourself, the better care you can provide for your loved one. Thanks, Dad. Thank you. You're there for them. We're here for you. Find free care guides to support you and your loved one at aarp.org slash caregiving. That's aarp.org slash caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ed Council. This is where Montana talks ag with Lane Nordland. In the wake of another atypical bovine spongiform encephalopathy or BSE case announced last week in Brazil, the National Cattlemen's Beef Association is calling on USDA to halt all imports of Brazilian beef. NCBA's Ethan Lane. This is the third time now we've seen an atypical BSE case just in the last 18 months out of Brazil where they failed to report in anything resembling a timely manner. Uh, Everyone else in the world that produces beef reports these cases within a matter of hours or a day or two. We saw, in fact, cases in both the Netherlands and Spain around the same time as this case. Both of those followed that same protocol. In Brazil, it was 35 days between the time they, they... logged this positive BSE case back on January 19th and their final reporting here uh, just last week. It's a problem in CBA and elected officials have been trying to solve for many years. NCBA is supporting legislation introduced by Montana U.S. Senator John Tester that would halt the imports of Brazilian beef. We're extremely grateful to uh, Senator Tester for working with industry on this and putting bill forward yet again uh, that would hold USDA's feet to the fire a little bit to to finally uh, take some action on this issue. Uh, This is something that's critical to producers around the country. We simply can't allow other countries to be moving product into the United States that aren't following those same protocols that we and the rest of the world follow. Reporting from Washington, D.C., I'm Lane Northland. This is where Montana Talks. Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Well, I'm going to channel a little Eddie Murphy. I think it was Eddie Murphy. Hey, 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 
hey, hey. So I, I got some information here from Representative Bill Mercer. That was kind of like the response I had uh, when I when I saw this here, because it answers a question that one of our callers had yesterday. You know, yesterday we had Governor Greg Gianforte kick off the show. He was with us for the first half hour of the program, and he said, yes, we will be delivering over a billion dollars in tax relief, income tax reductions, income tax rebates, property tax rebates. Uh, and he said, you will get this relief. And and then we had a caller. He's like, you know, he's like, yeah, but, you know, they're just going to tax us on that, too. They're going to give us some of our money back and then they're going to tax us on it. So I was looking at some more information here from Representative Bill Mercer. Representative Mercer is the author of the bill. This is uh, – I just had it in front of me. Where did I put page two for Pete's sake? Anyway, he's the author of the bill that will provide these uh, these tax rebates uh, for, for income taxes. Individuals will receive up to a $1,250 tax rebate. Joint filers will receive up to a $2,500 rebate. The uh, one, of, one of the pieces of information I just got from Representative Bill, Bill Mercer is this. The rebates are not – taxable under state law. So there you go. I forget who the caller was yesterday, but these tax rebates will not be taxable under state law. To be eligible, the taxpayer must have been a Montana resident for all of 2021 and filed individual income tax returns in Montana for both 2020 and 2021. Um, this, This is interesting to me as well. Because uh, the question is, okay, well, how and when would we get would we get these tax rebates? I know that's a question a lot of us have had as well here. So let's okay. So the bills are headed to the governor's desk now, but there's some more processing that needs to be done. So it could take a few days before it actually shows up on his physical desk for him to sign this tax relief into law. Uh, but according to the information from Representative Bill Mercer. Uh, this these rebates would be transferred uh, to bank accounts or sent out to addresses that are already on file for these uh, uh, income taxpayers. And apparently they would have to be transferred by July 1st of 2023 for the uh, first round of payments. Uh, that, that's how I understand it based off of the information I just got from Representative Bill Mercer uh, anyway. Uh, several other uh, bills that made it across the finish line and are headed to the governor desk. I mentioned the property tax rebate. There's also a debt-free in 23 bill by Representative Lou Jones at a Conrad that would uh, pay off some of the state's general obligation debts. So that saves us money down the road. State Senator Becky Beard out of Elliston has the bill to lower the top income tax rate from 6.5 to 5.9 percent. It also increases the earned income tax credit from 3 percent to 10 percent. And then uh, Representative Kassmeyer out of Fort Benton, he's got the bill uh, to raise the exemption from Montana's business equipment taxes from the first $300,000 of equipment to the first $1 million of equipment. So that's going to be good news for a lot of small businesses that have a lot of expensive equipment. Uh, Tom Welch at a Dillon, House Bill 221, uh, this will reduce the tax rates for capital gains uh, taxes. Uh, State Senator Greg Hertz out of Polson uh, has a bill to make it easier on in-state businesses when it comes to uh, taxes. 
and and uh, and stops what has been happening where you know the Amazons of the world get let off the hook, but Montana-based businesses uh, get hammered. And then uh, finally, uh, Representative Courtney Sprunger at a Kalispell has the bill that would basically put $100 million of the budget surplus uh, into – uh, into work so that we can then leverage six to seven hundred million dollars in matching federal funds to go into road and bridge infrastructure here. So those are the uh, the eight priority Republican bills that are now headed to the governor's desk. All right, let's get into your phone calls here. Uh, bro, oh, Brian and Bozeman. I promised him he would be first up. Brian, uh, sorry for the delay there. That I was I had been promising to share that information for a while. So thanks for letting me get that out. Yeah, no problem, Aaron. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, hey, I was just curious. Um, do you know who sets the procedure at school board or trustee meetings for, um, you know, if you have questions about curriculum? Um, my wife went through that process this week um, and has been going through it since October. Um, it's very arduous, and there's no debate. There's no conversation. Um, you read your piece. They listen to you. They don't interact with you then they give their opinions, and there's no way to interact with them. You know, there's no conversation. It's literally a, you know, you're talking in an echo chamber because they've already made their decision, and they aren't, you know, they're really listening. And is that said at the local level? Is that said at the, you know, the school district level or at the state level? Do you know that? Yeah, good questions. I know, like, the, the overall general curriculum standards, I understand, come out of the state uh, Office of Public Instruction. Uh, but, but, yeah, for challenging curriculum at, at your local level, it, and you're in, you're in Bozeman, right? So you're talking about the Bozeman Public Schools? Yes, I am. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, you're stuck in, you're you're in a hard place there. Just like people in Billings are stuck in a hard place. I mean, you when you have these liberal school boards, I mean, that's what they'll do. They'll just ignore you, and they will just stonewall you. I mean, that's, that's what happened to this young lady, Emily Pennington. Uh, you know, young lady with Down syndrome, high school cheerleader, wanted to be able to to graduate with her friends and attend her senior year. Thankfully, thanks to many of our listeners across the state. And, and across the country, frankly, after they got national attention on Fox News, she is attending her senior year and is and doing incredibly. But but the, that that liberal school board, they straight up stonewalled that family for six months. And then the, fa- the family finally went public. And that's when they finally got got help and, and turned turned right. things around. And, and yeah, why does it have to be such the- a fight? Exactly, and that's that's one of the other issues is that the parents aren't engaged, they aren't involved, they don't know what's going on. Um, but you know, went so far as you know the people there that were against because because we were questioning some of the books that are you know part of the curriculum for freshman reading um, and the content in them that is vulgar and uh, profane and actually pornographic, and um, and we got accused by the husband of one of the bu- trustee members as being paid political activists. <laughs> um, and uh, and that, oh, it's no worse than what they hear in the hallways, so, you know, why don't we let them read them? Well, their own discipline and, and policies are that if these kids say these words that are in these books in the hallway, they can be suspended from school. But then they're expected to read these books in class, out loud, at this language. And, mm, um, yeah. it, it, like I said, that there's no questioning of them, or they would make a point. Also, they and uh, the proponents of, of not removing this from the language, you know, turned it into book banning. It's like, we're not trying to ban these books. We just don't think it's appropriate for this age of students. But, they, yeah. you know, they conveniently twist the words 
um, into something that everybody grabs a hold of as though your book banners. Isn't that funny how, you know, these are the same liberals who in, in places like Seattle, they, they try to pull To Kill a Mockingbird off of the bookshelves because they're offended by To Kill a Mockingbird. But then then they're okay with, with pornographic material, and, and then they'll accuse you of being a book banner if you try to take pornographic material off the bookshelves. And, and that ties in with the state legislature and, and what the legislators are looking to do is they're saying, hey, you can't show this stuff to kids in a gas station. Why are you able to show this stuff to kids in a school? Uh, I, I mean, it's just this common sense stuff. The only thing I can hope for for people who are stuck under these oppressive regimes in places like 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 Bozeman, like Billings, like Missoula is hopefully eventually enough people finally get fed up that they finally do something about it and enact change, kind of like the people of Chicago did. Uh, kind of like the people of San Francisco did. Remember when the San Francisco public schools went so woke that even San Francisco voters finally rejected Thompson Pools. Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios, trusted by the Northwest, Montana owned. Online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com. This is where Montana talks. Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right. Uh, yeah, thanks to Brian and Bozeman uh, for that phone call. Uh, apparently, uh, one of our listeners just sent me a message. Apparently, Representative Jed Hinkle out of the Gallatin Valley, so uh, likely one of your lawmakers there, uh, Brian, he has a bill uh, that will create transparency in education and provide a cause of action for curriculum issues. So, yeah, ultimately it'll come down to your school board, but if we can get some more transparency and a cause of action type of a mechanism, it sounds like that may be one thing that could be done here uh, uh, to assist. Uh, so, yeah, maybe maybe reach out to Representative uh, Jed Hinkle and, uh, and, uh, and talk more with him about your situation. That might be helpful there, uh, Brian and Bozeman. Hey, uh, Travis, our producer, just sent me a note here. Ed from Billings called in. That's who it was who called yesterday. Ed was the one who called in yesterday and said, okay, they're going to they're gonna give us this tax refund, but then are they just going to tax us on the tax refund? Fund, which was a great question from Ed in Billings, and I think we got the answer because, yeah, according to the information I got from Representative Bill Mercer, the rebates are not taxable under state law. So, uh, Ed, thanks for calling back in. Uh, he, he says he appreciated the clarification on the bill. Uh, I do, too. It was a great question. I'm glad you asked it. Uh, let's see. Next up on the phone lines, let's go to Tom in Bozeman. Tom, what's going on? Yeah, uh, going to go back a couple of calls to uh, the guy who was talking about the uh, cross-gender sports up in Kalispell. Yeah. Uh, on all of these issues, we need to take a proactive rather than a reactive stance because uh, they keep us, you know, as long as we are reacting, they're keeping us off uh, making any positive steps. It's, you know, we'll do this, see what you do, we'll do this. So my suggestion for a proactive stance is that the high school association and also schools uh, they adopt the policy of uh, you're male, you're female, or you're other. And if those students who think they're cross-gender want to play in an activity, then they join with their group of others and play against them. It also solves the problem with restrooms and uh, high schools and whatever else because you only have to create a third restroom. 
for yeah, or third, or, or heck, if we if we uh, had different restrooms for different, you know, for all of the different genders that are out there, we'd have to have seven hundred different restrooms because there's seven hundred different genders that they're coming up with now, right? Or we can well, we can define it on sex, which is you know a simple you know uh, you're either a male or a female biologically. Uh, that it, it is what it is. Uh, you know, Tom, that ties in with I, I just sent a, a note out via Twitter here uh, about twenty four minutes ago. Because all of these, all of these news stories are now coming out. Uh, yeah, new study: the mask mandates did not work. Masks don't work. New study comes out: the lockdowns didn't work. The lockdowns uh, uh, didn't work. They were they were bad. Uh, a new study come a new report from the Department of Energy. Yeah, the COVID nineteen likely came from the lab in China. You know, the same crackpots that pushed the failed lockdowns, the same crackpots that pushed the failed mandates that caused so much harm, especially to our kids. You notice they're the same crackpots who are now pushing this harmful transgender surgery agenda targeting children. Same crackpots pushing another harmful agenda. And some in the Montana media still quote these same crackpots as if they have any credibility whatsoever, even though they and the media have egg all over their face after COVID-19. They're still trying to quote the same crackpots when it comes to why they should be able to perform these uh, body part removing surgeries on kids, why they should be able to give kids these medications that could potentially that would sterilize them, that might give them osteoporosis, same crackpots, different story, same media quoting the same crackpots. That's why. We take your phone calls so you can be heard, and these crackpots don't suck up all the airtime. Uh, two nine four zero nine seventy. Annie in Billings next up. Thanks for the call, Annie. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, what's going on? Um, I'm calling about, I heard a lady last week call about the NARA program, about Montanans that weren't getting access to benefits because of out-of-staters, and she had stated that under um, the governor's office site, it says that you have to be a resident of Montana so long in order to be considered a resident. Well, I called Senator Gianforte, I mean, Governor Gianforte's office, and I spoke with the citizen's advocate there, Kelly, and I was told that um, the benefits were being used up and that they were back to October trying to process benefit amounts. And then I see today in the article in the newspaper that it stated that there was a problem with the benefits that motels had been using these benefits. Well, that was probably from out-of-state people that came in. But now those people that need three months benefits cannot get them. And the citizen's advocate for Governor Gianforte's office are not doing anything to help. I've had four other people call me and say that they've had the same problems with Governor Gianforte addressing this MIRA program and getting benefits for those of us that need them and that are um, not only current Montanans, but lifelong Montanans. Yeah, so this is the Montana Emergency Rental Assistance Program where basically people are getting uh, rent money, and so they've been uh, housing in, in hotels. There's been a ton of abuse of the program, as we've been told by uh, a city council member and more. Uh, yeah, another COVID-era federal program. 
This is where Montana talks. Here at the SHOT Show, and we're going up the escalator, and you made some remark. Man, you could take over a small country with the people in this building right now. And I, and I was like, you could take over a small country with six of the guys in oh. this building right now. <laughs> and that guy pipes up. He's like, if it's the right six. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That guy didn't. You, you know how we were, we were joking? Well, he took that as serious. He's like, wait, we got to pick the right six. I think he handed you his business card if you're interested in taking over a small country. <laughs>